We are live, more or less, from Las Vegas. With Mark Anthony, I'm Rick Rose, and this is Good Sports. Martin, Mark, what's happening, man? Not much, not much. It's a beautiful Friday <laughs> here, man. Uh, yeah, unless you're involved in, like, defending uh, sports stars from criminal charges or your Major League Baseball player who doesn't want to leave his team, so you cry on the field thinking you've been trading and the trade falls through, and now everybody knows you. there's no crying in baseball. Tom Hanks said it, and uh, they, they didn't get the message in New York with the Mets. Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. And uh, the young man's played with them uh, since he was 16 years old. He signed with the Mets, but uh, uh, or, he's their or, shortstop. And there was uh, there were rumors right, he was getting traded. Right back up. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. I'll tell you his name in a minute. Let let me just find the story. I've got it. I've got it in here somewhere, Mark. Um, it's a uh, it's unfortunate this, these kind of things happen simply because. The kid thought he was getting traded. And with social media, the people in the stands knew his manager, Terry Collins, hadn't hadn't told him you're getting traded. Normally, if there's a trade in the works on a game day or whatever, that player, the first indication to all the fans and everything is that player's not in the lineup. And so nobody wants to, nobody wants a guy to get hurt in the game just before we pull the trigger. And so they, they, they pull you from the lineup. Well, the kid was still in the lineup. And somebody got word to him either hollered at him from the stands or whatever, we'll miss you or something, you know. I mean, he knew he was in the discussion to get traded. And uh, let me see. Let, let me see. Uh, anyway, uh, he's a young man who, like I say, I believe he came from uh, from Cuba or, or the Dominican Republic. But he was only 16 years old when he signed. And uh, he, is now, uh, he, he is now still a Met. Uh, they didn't, they, they, the trade fell through. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was, a if it was a, a health issue, he didn't pass his physical or something happened somewhere. He's had some hip problems. Uh, come on. Okay. We're, we'll, we'll get to it in a minute. What's that? Uh, well, anyway, you got these names right. Anyway, well, tongue. Uh, come on. Yeah. I usually, I usually do. Well, I tip. I wrote down so many things, Mark. I actually forgot. I suppose it's I'm getting old. Uh, sure. Tiger Woods is only is only one shot off the lead at, at the, his own tournament, which kind of makes sense. But Tiger Woods started this this tournament with threes and turned that into a 68. I'm pretty sure if I'm golfing and I start with three straight bogeys, I'm not going to get under the par at any time and he did that and then yesterday he shot a 66 so he's one shot off the lead and uh ranked 266th in the world which ain't bad considering how big the world is but uh, uh tiger wood's gonna gonna move back up i always think he's gonna he's gonna get his uh, his deal going again uh as soon as he <laughs> if he just gets six <laughs> on the side again, I think you, I think it's worth a try. That uh, that theory there. Okay, uh, let me see. I'll just. How about if we just type in "crying met"? <laughs> 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 we'll we'll see what that gets us, Mark. Uh, 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 here we go. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki left the Colorado Rockies, and he was the face of that franchise, and. He thought he was going to go to the Yankees or the Mets. 
who both could use him and use his bat and, and his leadership. And he ended up in Toronto. Odd place, at least they weren't in the discussions of where the hell he's going. They knew he was kind of going somewhere. It's been uh, uh, Colorado obviously has wasted most of his most of his career. But, uh, okay, Flores, uh, what is, uh, Wilmer Flores. Yes, that's his name, and uh, he was he was supposed to be going to the Milwaukee Brewers, and it fell through. But the kid was emotional on the field, and he still is a young man. And he didn't want. He's only been with the Mets, and he wiped his eyes. And then he went in, and the manager said, "I don't know nothing about it." And it was in the works, and it fell through. And I guess that's why they 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 botched it. Whatever it was, it, it was unfortunate that this young. Some emotion from some of these guys, although it's unfortunate that it was in that circumstances. But uh, Wilmer Flores uh, is his name with the Mets and uh, supposedly traded. <laughs> By the way, uh, if you if you have kids or whatever, tell them to get into defending. It's got to be a new specialty for the law group, defending sports stars. Here's here's just a couple of the things on the police blotter today, uh, Mark. The Atlanta yeah. Hawks mascot <laughs> was pulled over with his brother who tried to flee uh, anyway, and they had weed and uh, MDMA Molly, I believe it's ecstasy uh, uh, in the car. And the charges that he has been uh, face, uh, it's felony. And it, it results in not less than two or more than 15 years in prison for the Molly. And wow. um, Mike Scott was a second-round pick out of Virginia in 2012. He's on a three-year, $10 million contract. He's in the second year of it, and it's unguaranteed through July of, of next year. So he may very well have had to smoke some of the most expensive weed known to mankind. <laughs> uh, but they, then they took off, and, they, and, and, and the cops caught him. Now, the next one, the next one just defies all, all understanding, at least on my part, Mark. The Jets have a defensive end named Sheldon Richardson, who was a, a first-round pick in, in 2013. He was the uh, NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year uh, that 2014 season, or 2013. And he was caught – he tried evading police uh, from speeding and had, had a gun in the car and weed. And he was going up 43 miles an hour in or near St. Louis. Now – he was in a 2014 Bentley Silver Spur. You know, maybe in Beverly Hills, maybe <laughs> in, in Hollywood, maybe, maybe in Vegas, you can hide a 2014 Bentley Silver Spur without, you know, you can be in it and, 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 and not be the only guy on in 100 miles in any direction in a 2014 Bentley Silver Spur. Well, he was in or near St. Louis, and God knows they've had plenty of problems with with uh, cops th thinking that somebody is a target <laughs> when they simply are black driving a car. But uh, anyhow, he went 143 miles an hour, was arrested. Um, he has been a pain in the ass. Uh, he's uh, on a four-game suspension for weed as we enter this season, and now he has complicated that tremendously but uh you know it's again it's amazing the shit these guys can get in in the off season for god's sakes you're a week out if that 
from the start of training camp from when you're supposed to be all ready and everything. And I'm all for smoking weed, but dude, smoke weed, pull over when the cop pulls you over. He gives you a ticket or you give him an autograph and he dumps your weed in the and you go on. You don't go 143 <laughs> miles an hour away in a Bentley <laughs> and expect to get away with it. You know, they don't really need your license number. They'll find yeah. your car. Yeah, yeah, especially in, so, in in St. Louis, there's not that many there. Yeah, they're, and they're they're leaving. I mean, honest to God, it's 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 tough to to think that that's the truth. But I mean, you're talking about you start running in that environment, and that obviously it hasn't changed a great deal, Mark. And it's just really stupid. But uh, but that's the deal. Uh, again, uh, I guess the good side of the coin is nobody was injured, nobody was hurt, nobody was shot. Uh, but uh, you know, you don't have to you, you don't have to pick a particular day to turn it on and see that people of color are getting executed by the police for for one reason or another. And there are legitimate times when yep, you screwed up and the cop had to kill you. You had a gun and pointed at him and he killed you. I mean, there are legitimate things. Uh, I think uh, the big news this week, of course, is the young man who was pulled over because he didn't have a front license plate in Cincinnati. And the police officer decided, well, that's a that's a capital offense, and uh, and uh, literally executed this man, putting his car in gear and started to drive off. He had a walkie-talkie, he had the body cam, he had the you know he had everything he needed just to say, okay, this jackass is running, and uh, I pulled him over for not having a front license plate, and instead I shot him in the head, and uh, so. That that's uh, that's kind of I guess the world we live in, Mark. But uh, it seems it it seems very very. Uh, hey, we chop uh, up babies and sell them me. for 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 profit. So what the hell? Yeah, I suppose. And and that's a you know I I I that's a subject that's I'm not big on them doing that, Mark. I uh, you know I. I, I'm one of those people that's torn between. I don't think there's an easy answer. I'm I'm not a big fan of abortion. On the other hand, I think it is not my call for somebody else's pregnancy. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, you have a right to choose. But honest to God, I think that's as, as despicable as it gets that they underhandedly sell the, the parts. And it goes for a good – the cause is not the problem. It's the it's the how you got problem. I mean, yeah, medical research that can't be these things. And sports is supposed to be the getaway. Yeah, sports is supposed to be the thing that you that you go to. It's like the funny papers. Those that's the part of the newspaper that you can read and always know. It's I'm going to learn about the Giants and how many fingers Jason Pierre-Paul has left. And you know if it's going to affect him, I, I don't think it's going to be a serious detriment to him. The young man at at uh, uh, in Atlanta, I believe it is, uh, that also blew off two of his fingers this Fourth of July. A place cornerback. C O R N E R cornerback, and I think that's going to be a bigger detriment to his career in in losing some fingers. But you know, Ronnie Lott, Hall of Famer Ronnie Lott out of Southern Cal and uh, and uh, NFL fame, my Raiders um, and the Niners, uh, had his little thing. He broke his little finger, and it kept being a problem. Whatever, and he just told him cut the damn thing off. And so he's he's down to nine fingers, and it didn't didn't seem to affect him. Your index finger is a little different for Jason Pierre-Paul, but uh, 
anyway, I, I don't know how they legislate against that either, Mark. I don't know what you put in a guy's contract. <laughs> when, if you're going to light fireworks on the 4th of July, you can't hold them in your hand. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's printed on damn near all the fireworks <laughs> I've ever had. And, you know, I saw an M80 go off in my, my now deceased ex-brother-in-law's hand one day and luckily he opened up his hand he picked it up and it was a dud supposedly and it was just a slow burning fuse and he picked it up and just as he opened his hand it went off and it you know all the force went up it didn't do it didn't do a lot of good to his hand it stung and it you know it it beat it up some but it wasn't near as if he'd had his finch clist he'd, he'd have then been left-handed for the rest <laughs> of his life and you know you see those things and, and you hear about it and to have for it to happen twice in this month uh to nfl players is is somewhat of an odd thing and then of course jimmy fallon rounded out the three he damn near pulled his finger off. you know how bad you have to hurt your finger that you're in intensive care for 10 days do you have any idea how badly your finger must be hurt? And he, uh, Jimmy Fallon, uh, uh, toughen it out. But uh, they they say these things come in three. So that was that was the threesome there. But uh, um, anyway, trade deadline is today, Mark, at four o'clock Eastern time. I guess that's uh, one o'clock our time. Uh, guys can't get traded without having to go through waivers first, meaning everybody has a shot at them. They can kind of match the offer and lay a claim, lay a waiver claim, and they have to take whatever uh, contract terms are in place there. So, and, and some guys are just too expensive for even the people that uh, to take them. But with this trade deadline, it gets, it lets teams uh, get rid of stars at a premium price that aren't helping them win to go to another team to ostensibly be the guy that gets them over the hump and gets them that world series victory. Now, only every damn near every team in the in Major League Baseball is involved in these trades. Some people dump all their players. Detroit's in that mode now. San Diego tried to rebuild, and they're dumping all the guys that didn't work, and they gave it one year, and, and it didn't work, so they're dumping all their players. And only one team, only one buyer is right. Only one buyer got the guy, and when they win the World Series, <clears throat> you know, they have guys that have been there all year, and they have guys that they picked up at or near the trade deadline to bolster their pitching core or to take take over for somebody that was injured or whatever. So there is value, but the, I don't think there's near the value that everybody places on it simply because only one team eventually wins the World Series. So the Toronto Blue Jays have now picked up Troy Tulowitzki, the heart and soul of the Colorado Rockies franchise since he was their number one draft pick, shortstop. Traded Jose Reyes, a former uh, superstar, the Get kid with a lot of, of talent, but a lot of injury problems, as does Tulowitzki. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they also picked up David Price, the, the Blue Jays. And the Yankees have like a six or seven game lead on them as we speak. But the Blue Jays are going to be a force. They've got a top line pitcher and a guy who, who will make everybody else play uh, better. And, and he will play hard and make some plays for them. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the, all these things work out. But, man, guys that didn't, you know, I mean, if a guy wasn't good enough to get you there, why why is he going to be good enough to get somebody else there is, I think, a lot of the thinking process of a lot of people, Mark. And, again, they overpay. They There's there's teams that are willing to gut their, their minor leagues for a couple of proven major leaguers right now to, okay, this is the year and we're going to make that push and we need to trade for this guy and this guy and they don't get A and B and they end up getting G and H 
on on their priority list, and it rarely, if ever, works out uh, all the way around. So, but it's it, you know it's the the reality of the situation now with contracts and all those kind of things, Mark. Um, you know, it's not just a talent thing anymore. They, there's so many, you know, CPAs run the yeah. run major league base. They run all sports. They can't make trades. They have to fit under the trade cap or the trade or the, this exception or that deal or this deal or by this day, you know? And so it's all to keep people from cheating, which they find a way to do anyway, or to, to, to do something that not everybody else can. So it's, uh, it's unfortunate that we need that kind of legislation, but, that's where we're at. Speaking of of rules and regs and those kind of things, Mark uh, Junior Seau took his own life, and uh, I don't think there's uh, much doubt in anybody's mind that it was football related. He had so many concussions, and the uh, way he played football, you know, even when he was at USC, uh, when he got the notice, and when he was at in high school, Oceanside uh, or in San Diego, and and Junior Seau was a tough sob. And he kept getting the concussions, and nobody knew. And they added up and added up till he killed himself. And he knew it was football related, and he wanted his he wanted his death to be a, a source of study where other players wouldn't die in their prime. And now, with the five years or whatever it is after you retire, uh, Junior Seau has been elected to the Hall of Fame. And they always give such stirring speeches when they go in and they guys uh, acknowledge their high school coaches or the, the mom that, that raised them in a single family. I mean, there's always somebody that they give credit to. And the Hall of Fame has a, has a policy that when it's somebody that's, uh, that's awarded posthumously, they don't let the family get up and speak for him. If it's not the guy whose number's on the plaque, you don't get to talk. They acknowledge them, and here's their family and whatever, and they have somebody football-wise do the acceptance, but they don't let the family come up. And I don't know. I think this really put them between a rock and a hard place, that it was a guy so popular as Junior Seau and such a tragic thing that really kind of brought it to a head as far as the concussions go. And it's like maybe the straw that broke the camel's back and has has compelled them to do something. I don't think they're doing enough, but I think they were afraid that they were going to, uh, to, to have to answer some tough questions or at least acknowledge that those questions are out there if they let his family talk at his induction. And uh, they, they knew that the family was going to say, hey, he killed himself because of football and, you know, don't do it. And, and the NFL just doesn't want to have that distraction. So uh, they did not change their policy. It was not put in just to keep uh, Junior Seau's family from uh, from talking, but it's going to leave some bad blood. I mean, it's going to leave uh, a lot of people saying what, and I don't think the issue is going to go any way, uh, away anytime soon for uh, for concussions in all forms of football. You know, even the Vegas Lions uh, uh, playing here, uh, having the combine on August 9th, these guys have to get out there, and some of these cats haven't played football for five and six years. And they they put their 50 bucks up to go to the uh, Vegas Lions combine, and they make the team. And I don't know that everybody's body's ready to get back into football. Kids that come straight from high school to go in, okay, I guess you're, you're, you're much more ready to uh, take those hits and stuff like that. But uh, um, it's uh, the decline of football, I think, is, uh, is upon us uh, very quickly, simply because people say, uh, let me see, you can play soccer where, where you might 
twist an ankle or get hit in the nose with a soccer ball, or you can play football and end up dead. Hmm. Let me see. Little Johnny, hey, what, what soccer team do you want to be on? You know, go yeah. practice kicking the ball. And, uh, and so youth football is down. They say by somewhere around 25% nationwide, you know, and, uh, uh, Moms have some moms have some say so in this. I think dads say, ah, shit, I played football and Ed, look at me. I'm uh, what was I saying? Uh, yeah. And uh, moms are like, no, no, no. <laughs> I we we ain't putting him out there where where some big asshole B is going to hit him. We're gonna we're gonna do something else. You know, get into ballet, go, go, go read a book or something. So, but I think uh, I think football has uh, you know they've kind of they've kind of rode that ride until the end and now they're going to have to get on a different ride and that different ride is going to have to include how do we protect people's heads how how do we keep people from dying playing football whether they die on the field or die shortly thereafter from suicide you know mike webster uh terry bradshaw's uh, center uh, at, uh, at at pittsburgh uh, hall of famer uh, it's a very very long list and unfortunately way too long list mark of guys that have have had trouble after their football career ends where they end up so despondent and, and the result of the playing football entertaining us all that they give their lives. And, uh, you know, are we ready to, do we like football that much that we want somebody to die playing it? I mean, that's, that, that seems very gladiatorial to me. So what do you think, man? You're a football fan. You're from, you're from big football country. There's not a whole hell of a lot else to do up there play hockey, fish or, or play football, is it, Mark? Yeah. Home of the Vikings. <laughs> Four trips, trips to the Super Bowl and couldn't do squat. At least they got there. They should have won a couple of them. They, they, you know, they lost to the Raiders. Uh, that that didn't do them much good. They seemed, to, they seemed to, to still be in shock from that the next three times they played in the Super Bowl. What about the Bills? Buffalo Bills went four years in a row and didn't win it. You know? Scott Norwood and wide right. And, uh, uh, you know, that was, I mean, imagine in the 25th, the silver anniversary of the Super Bowl, you're playing the Giants. It's the, there's a war going on in the, the invasion of, of uh, we ran the Iraqis out of Kuwait and then, then we're going through Iraq and, you know, and all this Whitney Houston sings the national anthem. It's still one of the most iconic renditions ever of the star spangled banner and super nobody's getting blown out by 40 points and whatever. And they come down to the end and Norwood misses the short field goal and the ball goes wide, right. And instead of the Buffalo bills being known as, NFL Super Bowl champions, they're losers. That's all they're known as. I mean, that's one of the most dominant runs any football team has ever had to get to the Super Bowl four years in a row. Nobody's ever done that. And, uh, I mean, that's consistency that was unrewarded. But, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're not losers, man. And, <laughs> and then your Minnesota Vikings, those are some of the greatest teams ever put together. If you think of that front line, the fearsome, I mean, the, 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 the purple people eaters. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it was that just is, by a, uh, by hooker, by crook that they, they don't have a couple of Super Bowl trophies and I don't think they're going to get one anytime soon. Although they've got Adrian Peterson back. <laughs> there you go. Oh, so got a, Got a billion dollar stadium being built, built, built for him. So, you know, so they got to do something. Public money. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, uh, you know, see, 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 the problem is, and you kind of hit it on on the head, but you kind of went in the wrong direction. People today are so afraid (laughs) that if, if, you know, especially in Minnesota, okay, Minnesota, nothing is allowed by law for the sake of the children. Okay. So, I mean, (laughs) the, the moment little Johnny gets a sliver in his finger, they have to take all the desks out of the room and give him plastic trays, you know, goes out to play in the uh, uh, playground and he hits his head. So they take all of the equipment off, off the playground. Some kid gets, you know, you know, goes off into the soccer field and gets hit by a soccer ball. So now they've got to get, get nerfed. I'm not joking. They got Nerf balls, okay? Because they don't want little Johnny to be. Are you talking about the, about what they play with, or the people that make the decisions? Yeah, both. You know. I, you know <laughs> okay. One, I just want to clear that up. Man. Somewhere in my disc space here, I've got it. But one of the sports reporters for I think it's the St. Paul Pioneer, the St. Paul Pioneer Press has a great quote that he likes to say on the radio, but he's being interviewed and he's kind of got this scruffy voice and he's like, life is dangerous. Uh, go out and play sports. Yes. You're <laughs> going to get injured. Yes. You, someone's going to die. My yeah. God, you sit in your house and a boulder is going to fall on your house. Okay. Or the radons uh, are going to come up through the, yeah, yeah I got you. So, you're going to die. I will, We're all going to die of something. Really quickly, I tell you a story that's kind of off topic here, but a very good friend of mine, just north uh, of us going off topic. Yeah, really. really. <laughs> There's a newbie. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. One of, my, <laughs> one of my best friends when I lived up there, he was he was as right wing as he can possibly be. I mean, just go right and go go to the end of the earth. That was him. Okay. All right. More than you. Oh God, yes. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is way out there. <laughs> he was asked to go to uh, St. Cloud. And the university yeah. in uh, St. Cloud is left of Berkeley. Okay. All right. These guys think that Hitler wow. was 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 right wing. Okay. And well, he was Hitler, talk- Hitler was a fascist. That is very right wing, by the way. Um, but Leftists would be the other way. But he had a talk on gun on on guns, okay, and the pro and okay. the dangers of guns, okay. So the right. college's left wing babe got up and you know guns are dangerous, guns are awful, guns blah 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 blah, okay. You know statistics say this, statistics say that. My friend stood up and says, "Well, according to statistics, fire hydrants are the cause are the leading cause of violent crime." And everyone in the audience just went, what the hell is this dude? You know, he goes, look, you have a violent crime. You have a fire hydrant. Get rid of fire. According to statistics, get rid of the fire hydrant, <laughs> you will have a drop in violent crime. And, and, every, and, and I was there. And it was funny because the whole audience just went, um, God, he's got a point on that one. Okay, next meeting, we're going to. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, statistics can be bent any way you want it. But, yeah, you know. Get out and do sports, especially kids. You know, yes, yeah. it's dangerous. No, you can't put saran wrap or bubble wrap around them. They're going to get hurt. That's part of the growth process. You learn to get hurt. You learn to – you don't cry on the field. That, okay? That's why we you have band-aids available at, at Walmart. 
That's right. No crying unless you're Wilmer Flores and think yeah. you got traded from the Mets. Um, <laughs> speaking of Minnesota and and uh, the news, Cecil the Lion was killed in Zimbabwe by a young man who is a dentist, and he must he must do a whole lot of teeth. This guy goes all over hell and creation hunting big game. And likes his, what a macho SOB he is. And likes his picture taken with the things that he's killed. And he's, if you look, he's got pictures with the uh, bullwinkle, the moo, I don't know what, it, whatever animal this is, an elk, with a huge rack. And he goes after the trophy animals, and I don't know what he gets out of it. But anyway, Cecil the lion was a very famous lion, and, and he was in pictures, and he was, they knew where to find him. And he was in a game preserve. Well, he happened to get near the edge of the game preserve while this jackass was hunting Dr. Walter Palmer. And they lured the lion out with, I don't know what they used to lure him, a lion call or meat on the ground or whatever. Once the lion was outside the boundaries of the the conservation. (laughs) Okay, you got me there. Uh, Once the lion was out side of the boundaries of this uh, conservation area they shot it with the bow this clown shot him with the bow and arrow and it didn't kill the lion so i don't know why what you use is is such a big deal maybe you can tell people well i'm you know i, I was right next to it and I, my gun didn't fire so i had to kill it with the bow and arrow you know it's kind of neanderthal but anyhow he shot the lion with the bow and arrow and 40 hours almost two full days later they finally killed the lion so this lion walked around tried to escape them for 40 hours with a bow with an arrow stuck in it that was meant to kill it so a real good spot i i i don't know that there is a good spot to get hit with a damned arrow that you're going to walk around with in you for 40 hours but that's as inhumane as it gets mark and they finally hunted the, the lion down and killed it and took its head and skinned it and let i don't know they, you know they didn't eat it they did the guy just wanted a damn trophy instead of paying the money that he spent and and capturing the lion and bringing it back to the zoo in 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 minneapolis i don't know they could have done a lot of other things but killed this lion this very iconic lion had a beautiful black mane it was very he was the, the mayor of, of Lionville there in Zimbabwe. And uh, so this doctor was going to spend some time in prison. You know, and, and they're playing that, oh, well, it wasn't my weed uh, card. I, I trusted the guides that they did the right thing. And, I you know, I did this and I did that, and it wasn't me, and I all I did was kill it. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, America has agreed. He's, he's here in America somewhere. And America has agreed to, uh, to extradite him back to Zimbabwe. And uh, all the he's going to. Uh, he, he could have bought with that fifty grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then on the, the childhood dentition or something. Um, but anyway, I, I mean, it is. They call it a sport. Sport killing. Sport hunting. You know, uh, we don't have to hunt cows. They 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 pretty much are there, and you just lead them around and take them to the slaughterhouse, and thing kills them, and we eat them, and that's okay. We eat them. They were, they're here, they're good to eat, they taste good, and they keep us alive. And so we sacrifice a lot of cattle and a lot of pigs and a lot of chickens and turkeys and uh, I, I fish and down the line. But when somebody just kills something for the sake of killing it, 
and doesn't eat it and doesn't do anything with it. There's no need. It wasn't mauling you. It wasn't coming at you or a threat to you like grizzly bears sometimes get. People build their houses in the middle of the wild and then wonder, well, how come there's bears around here? Or, or, you know, I mean, it wasn't an attack where you had to fight for your life. This guy killed a beautiful living animal and for nothing more than they wanted the trophy. And they call it a sport, Mark. And I, I know you're a big you're a big gun rights guy. And I, I'm you're I'm not. of the opinion, Mark, that we can't put the well, we can't put the lid. But I don't think any any person with common sense can say, well, you know, we're better to, uh, civilization wise. For the invention of guns, I mean, we were at least stabbing each other to death than it does to kill people with guns and now bombs and knives. I mean, no, no knives, the bombs and mortars and hand grenades and now nuclear bombs and ray guns and stuff like that. But for everybody to have access to all the guns and everything, Mark, just doesn't, uh, you know, but I don't know that there's a solution other than arming yourself. If everybody else is, it's almost like, I mean, it, I think there is a sports um a continuum there. If the other guys are doing it, we have to, or we're going to lose. If, if I don't have any choice, but to, but to be prepared to fire a weapon in self-defense because you come at me with a weapon, you either win because I don't have one or we're in a standoff. We're in a, at least in a stalemate uh, because I do have one. So I wish they hadn't been around Mark. I've seen several people die of gunshots, gun wounds, and it's uh, unfortunate, but I don't know that there is a simple solution. But I know you're you're much more to okay. It says you can have you know you can bear arms. Uh, I always I always laugh and tell people okay, they call them nuclear arms. Where do you draw the line? I think we've drawn the line too far too far towards insanity, Mark. I wish they would redraw the line. I don't know if that's possible. I mean, what do you do? Jail everybody that has one that's now outlawed. It's it's almost like, you know, I guess we'll ask Donald Trump when, when you send all the Mexicans back, would you have them take a gun with them on the way? And and that'll help solve two problems at one time. You know, every, every, Why? Go, Why? go back. We'll let you Why? back in Obama a couple of years. Take some guns, with you. guns to the Mexicans. So what the hell? You know, I mean, come well, on. That's the, come on, you're. Come AD, on. we're going to send Mexicans to catch up with the guns. It was just a partial order. Okay, they're on back order. We, we, okay, and they're they're going to go, and they, my idea is going to work. Have a couple guns with them every time uh, we, we throw them out, and uh, we're good. Uh, you know, they, I, I I don't know what the answer is, Mark, but it seems like hunting should be a sport. And not where you've lured something out, where it was safe, where it's set up for it to be safe and be okay, right? shared and enjoyed by all of civilization. And you took it to yourself. I mean, I don't know if there's anything much more selfish than what this guy did. And uh, obviously, there's a big, there's a lot of money in it, Mark. It sustains a whole lot of people. Uh, this, you know, it's like people climbing Mount Everest. Okay. After the first guy went, now what? I mean, why is why is that so important that all of you should die during an earthquake on the side of the mountain? And the, the, they don't, they can't bring the bodies down. You're there. They, I think the, the estimate I read was there's 140 bodies. Okay, bodies on Mount Everest. Okay, didn't you get the memo? Some of you assholes are going to die up there, and why? Just it's, what's the difference between standing on top of that mountain and saying, "Well, here I am at the top of the world," and standing on top of Pike's Peak, which I've done? There's a nice road that goes up there, 
and you stand there, you can see Kansas. Yeehaw. You can see Nebraska. Oh, boy. And the, uh, if you look hard, if you squint a little bit, you can see Wyoming. Okay, good. And they, they, uh, and they, so what? No, no, no. I'm just saying, what's the difference? You know? We, we, okay, okay, Rick. Why, Rick. Why do you have to Rick, climb a Rick? mountain to die? Why do you have to kill a lion? Why do you photograph well, yeah, NASCAR? Why do you? I photograph NASCAR you know, to save. What? I'm not damaging anything, Mark. I'm not destroying anything. Yes, yes, but Rick, I, Rick, using yes. your logic. Someone is already shooting that. Someone's already taking the pictures, and a and a car can come around that corner and kill you. So you shouldn't be doing sh- shooting NASCAR because someone else is. So, but you so, know me, Mark. So, I don't take pictures that everybody else takes. Hang on, you asked me a question. I yeah. don't take pictures that everybody else takes. I get to the most lone location that I can get, even if it's worse than where everybody else thinks the greatest pictures are going to come from. I much prefer to get. A solo picture. I don't like standing in a group of 20 photographers and shooting the same damn thing. What's the difference between your Nikon or my Canon or vice versa or your Sony? And and, and we all are pointing at the same thing. And there's a, a bit of a difference on the red carpet. You're looking you at hear the all the cameras going off. Click, 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 click. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> you, you, you have all these people standing in one in the exact same thing. That doesn't throw me at all, Mark. I like to get somewhere where I'm in a different location. You know, I moved down uh, one of the greatest fights and probably the greatest fight of all time, at least the greatest round of boxing of all time, was the 10th round of the Diego uh, uh, Chico Corrales <clears throat> Jose Luis Castillo World Championship fight at the MGM Grand. And uh, they had a riser for all 20 of us, and I was sitting next to Tom Donahue. And there were 20 photographers up there on this riser. And Everybody, you could, every punch, everything, you could hear click, 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 click. We're all getting the same shot. And who are you going to sell them to? What are you going to do? Okay, we're all doing the same thing. So I got up and I went down to the corner. I walked around and it gave me a different angle, not necessarily better angle. I was almost in line with one of the corners, which is not necessarily where sometimes the corner posts and stuff like that, people in the corner get in your way. But anyway, I was standing there, and I just didn't want to be where everybody else was. Well, here we are in the 10th round, and I'm standing there, and uh, Chico Corrales goes down, and (laughs) Jose Luis Castillo hit him with a shot that would have ended most fights, and it knocks Chico's mouthpiece out. And as Tony Weeks turns and sends Castillo to to, to a neutral corner, he sees the mouthpiece on the mat. He picks it up. He takes it over to Goosen over in the corner. And uh, Dan Goosen washes out the mouthpiece or Joe washes out the mouthpiece and puts it back in Chico's mouth. Now, this is after he got the eight count. So it gave Chico probably another 10 or 15 seconds of recovery time following the knockdown because his mouthpiece was out. That's what the rules say. Pick it up. Go clean it off because there's crap on the on the canvas in the middle of the ring. Go clean it off. Put it back in his mouth and start the fight as soon as possible. So maybe 30 seconds later, blam. Chico goes down again, again, from a shot that would have ended the most any other fight. But as Chico's laying on his side, the action is in a direct line with the the stands that everybody else, all the other photographers are on. And I've got the angle. Well, Tony Weekson is, is trying to send Castillo over to a neutral corner. And as he's looking over there, pointing to go to that corner. That particular corner, right over there, Chico takes the mouthpiece out of his mouth and sets it on the canvas. 
I'm the only one that got that shot of him taking that out because I had the angle. So you asked why I do what I do. Yeah, it wasn't. It's not that dangerous. You don't get hit by a whole lot of stuff except blood and sweat uh, at the fights. So it's okay uh, for you to do little. what you have just explained. Other people should not do. Got it. Good liberal. Good liberal. I like. I didn't that. say they should not do, but I, but I don't think when you when it comes, I think there's a there's certainly a difference, Mark, between getting a different angle and having a different different view of something, as opposed to destroying something that nobody else ever gets a chance to take a photo of from a different angle or whatever. I think there's a distinct difference. Yes, I do put my life on the line, and it is stupid of me. I like living. I like breathing. I like the way breathing feels. I don't like holding my breath until I... No, no, Rick. So I used to go down and turn four, and David Alio called it my hole. I was the only one stupid enough or, or, or ballsy enough to go down there and shoot. It's an in the impact zone. You can stick your head out the hole and look down and see where, oh, look, there's a whole bunch of different tire marks here where people have hit right here. And uh, they now have sealed up that I can't go shoot down where I like to shoot in the uh, exit of turn four. Um, they, they took that from me because for my own good. <laughs> not, yeah. not because they didn't like the photos or whatever, but it was just for my own safety. Okay, there are some things that they do, and and man, if you're not if you're not safe at a Na- at a NASCAR track, you're not safe anywhere. And I, I'm going to give a shout out to to a friend of mine, Dr. Dean Sicking, who has saved more lives than Oral Roberts ever did. Dean Sicking is the young man who was at the uh, University of Nebraska at their Highway Safety Institute, and um, he came up after. Dale Earnhardt Sr. got killed, and Ayrton Senna was killed in Formula One. Dean Sicking came up with an idea of safer steel and foam energy reduction barriers that the walls now very much act like a bumper on a pool table. When a vehicle hits them, the wall absorbs the impact, and so it is lessened. The impact is lessened to a driver by nearly 75%, meaning a 100-mile-an-hour accident, a 100-mile impact into the barrier results in a 25-mile-an-hour impact to the driver, which is a hell of a reduction. And Kyle Busch uh, making a tremendous run to the playoffs uh, in the Cup this year, hit a part at Daytona on the day before the Daytona 500 that didn't have the safer barrier on it because it was on the inside. The The movement now is to have safer barriers installed everywhere there's a chance of somebody hitting. Uh, Jeff Gordon broke his back here in Las Vegas and and Bruton Smith immediately, if not sooner, had that part of the wall where, okay, there's a chance you can hit. They went to the expense of putting this safer barrier up. But Dean Sicking invented this safer barrier, and it has been incredibly effective, and it is one of the most amazing things that I have ever seen. And uh, uh, there are there is good to come out of some of that. Some of the, I've taken photos, Mark, of on the wall. I, I, I have a photo, uh, and I, I guess I'll send them to you, where Dale Earnhardt turned Brian Vickers into the wall, and the the, the first frame is I turn back to my left. You know, you, you follow cars this way, and as I pan back to my left, here's Earnhardt touching the, the rear end of Vickers' car, and it turned Vickers towards me. And I, now I'm looking at the and the wheels are pointed right towards me. And the next the next shot as I pan, all you can see is the debris. Here's the dust and the debris and everything. And then as I turn and I duck and I pucker up and everything, I keep firing. All the way around into the in, in between one and two is where the cars ended up, and I never felt a thing, Mark. And it was because of the safer barrier. This wall absorbed the energy, and it's something good. Uh, fuel cells have saved lives. People don't die 
by getting burned up in their vehicles anymore, particularly race drivers don't because this fuel cells. So there's some good to come out of that. And people put their lives on the line. Drivers put their lives on the line doing it. Photographers and other people, track workers, uh, safety workers, put their lives on the line to make it work, to, 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 to make the whole thing go. So, But I wonder where Donald Trump's from. Is he a birther? Does he have his birth certificate? <laughs> that hairdo right there looks like it came from somewhere else, like uh, like maybe Neptune or one of those. What do you think of Donald Trump, bud? He's got you scared. That's what I like. <laughs> Listen, I, I'll tell you how scared I am. Uh, if I come into any money, Mark, I'm going to donate to Donald Trump's uh, uh, campaign. Because it will guarantee that Hillary Clinton will be our next president. No, 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 no. Hillary's going to prison. <laughs> Hillary's going to prison. <laughs> if that dickhole dickless Cheney didn't go to prison, Hillary ain't going. It, it, it ain't happening. Listen, you're talking about a Supreme Court that let Obamacare through twice. So you really think they're going to they're gonna be able to, to do something with Hillary? And it's I, I think it's much ado about nothing, Mark. I think it's very similar to the deflate gate. Deflate gate. Um, it is, it is oh, somebody taking advantage of a situation oh, no, no, and saying, no, no. well, we can oh, make no, 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 no. How bad did, did somebody die because of it? Did somebody, is yes. it something that others haven't done? It's modern yes. technology. And, oh, my God, okay. We're, we can't have this. Uh, anyway, nope. uh, deflate gate. Uh, the reports on deflate gate are that now the lawsuit that was filed in Minnesota. Well, Minnesota seems to be a state. Wait, wait, wait. Get a lot of bad press. <laughs> Why was it filed there? Yes. Why was it filed there? Uh, the, the, and I think, Mark, uh, shopping for a judge that was going uh. to be uh, that had made decisions pro to players or, or whatever before. I don't know exactly why, and God knows I'm not going to start explaining lawyers. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that that seemed to be the most convenient place, and then it was moved. And I don't know if it was expediency, Mark. I don't know if the federal courts in Minnesota aren't as busy as the ones in New York. Uh, I mean, that would seem to be have some kind of factor in it. But anyway, they filed it in Minnesota, now, and, and the judge there moved it to New York, and the judge in New York immediately picked it up and said, okay, here's what we're going to do. You two clowns get together over there and figure it out before the start of the season. And if they, and I think this judge has served notice to both of them, listen, um, I'm not up for any crap. So get this taken care of. It's stupid, and you're 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 jamming up the courts that should be, you know, wor- worrying about abortion rights and and and, and those kind of things, and and um, all the other things that are actually affect all of us. So they sent this to to New York, where uh, actually the NFL is is headquartered, and I believe the NFLPA is also. Mark, so it's probably more expedient there. But this guy uh, finally, a federal judge said, "Hey, we're not going to screw around with this very long. Get it done by September fourth. So they've got a little better than a month to come to some resolution. Uh, it's it, it is. I still it, I, I will go to my grave wondering why the NFL, which has legislated so very many things to aid the offense. The, you can't hit a wide receiver after five yards downfield. You can't hit a quarterback anywhere but on his left hip with your right shoulder yeah. at 12 miles an hour. Or You know, I mean, they've all these incredible moves they've made to help the offense. They rarely have ever helped the defense. They let the punters and the 
and the kickers have balls that are not not inflated as the balls that you would throw or 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 or, or carry from scrimmage because it aids that part of the game and now they are making they're making one of their biggest stars certainly a future hall of famer going to sit out the first four games of the season because he deflated took some air out of the ball so it plays better if you know you've got something you can do as simple as take the freaking air out of the ball and it makes everybody play better then let both teams do it that's all or let them both play with the same damn ball you know in baseball they play with the same ball the pitcher drops it down and leaves it or throws it and they roll it back out to the mound whatever it is the next guy the next pitcher picks up the ball that the last guy used and that's good then there's no BS. In basketball, they play with the same ball. In hockey, they play with the same puck. In soccer, they play with the same ball. Why the hell does football have to start changing the ball? They made it. They made it hard on themselves, and now they now they painted themselves into a corner. You're going to suspend a guy for making the game better. Oh, okay. So we have to have the crappy game because you morons know that taking a little bit of air out of the ball makes it easier to handle. Minnesota, the people of Minnesota, the, the, now we're inside. I'll tell you what, if they were still out at the old stadium, they'd be all aboard for this. Your quarterbacks, every last single one of them would say, yeah, let us adjust the air in the ball. NASCAR adjusts the air in the tires, and it doesn't seem to be anybody's detriment. Some of those guys come out of there with 10 pounds of air in them tires, and some of them come out with 28 pounds, and they're on the same track at the same time. It feels better to this driver. It makes you better. It makes you able to do what we want you to do. Good. So uh, this is much ado about nothing. Now, the fact that the rule is on the books and that Brady – uh, seemed to conspire with somebody and didn't turn over his, you know, this is not the FBI. He didn't yeah. have to turn over his damn cell phone. Okay. And uh, he, 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 you're right, Mark. And, and they've, they've, it's so stupid and so simple to fix. When the, this offense leaves, they've either punted or turned it over or somehow the other offense can say, hey, man, I think that ball's rigged. I want to play with that. They're doing so much better because of the ball. Leave that give ball out ball. here. Yeah. It seems like a very simple fix to me, Mark. Or don't give a damn what air pressure you put. At some point, it loses its it loses its ability to fly good if there's not enough air in it. You know, when we were kids, we'd play football out in the street every day during football season, and you kick the ball around. And every once in a while, you'd notice, hey man, we got to put some ball some air in the ball. It's getting a little low, and so you'd go get the tire pump out and pump 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 the ball back up, and it would be this gradual until it got where it was noticeable and where yeah, we got to pump the ball up again. And the ball might have gotten into the sticker patch or something happened, but the ball was losing air, and you pump the ball back up and go ahead and play ball. It never affected anything, Mark. They have gloves that they have allowed in the NFL. If you look at Odell Beckham and the catch that he made, one-handed reaching over his back like this, he would not have made that catch barehanded where the records were set. You know, you look at a guy like Fred Bolitnikoff who played with the Raiders. He would never have dropped the ball if he'd been wearing them gloves. He didn't drop many as it was, but he wouldn't have dropped any if he'd had those gloves. So what has been the bigger effect? The technology of the gloves, which have the stick them like what's on a post-it notes, that, that lets these guys stop a ball in mid-flight with one hand. They didn't make the catch. The glove made the catch. Their hand just happened to be in the same place at the same time. They got the glove up there, but they didn't make that catch. 
you know, and now you're saying, okay, that's okay. But Brady adjusted the air pressure of the ball. So on a cold day, it felt a little better. I mean, they beat the crap out of the Colts, was 45 to seven. So yeah. it had no effect on that game. And, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, they would have lost the Super Bowl had Pete, had Pete Carroll uh, been any kind of coach, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but but here, here we are down the line saying, okay, we have something that's affected that game so profoundly as the gloves and that technology that we can't see that it's a technology thing to lower the air pressure in the ball or make it adjustable. And let, let the shit, there's plenty of referees. There's plenty of guys on the sideline. Hey, check this ball out. The guy holding the down markers works for him. He can have an air gauge, stick it in the hole. Yep. All right. You're in our acceptable range. Anything from nine pounds to 15 should be good. Okay. Go ahead on out there. Or who cares? They can play with the freaking Frisbee for all I care. Okay. There's some things you need to have air in the ball to make it work. Right, but how much air is conjecture? They have this thirteen pound. Their mandate is thirteen pounds of air pressure. Why? Why? If it plays better at twelve pounds, and you th- and you believe that, why not allow them to do that? Well, where is the where is the damage to anybody from a guy feels better in my hand? Russell Wilson's not a big guy. His hand's smaller than most most NFL quarterbacks. He's on the he's on the little side. I'm sure he's in the bottom half size wise of starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and his hands aren't enormous. So little air out of the ball makes it a little better. You know, I I, I was the uh, commissioner of the NYFL, Mark, and we had different sized balls for the different age groups. I think we had three two or three different balls and the little kids played with a smaller ball it felt better in their hands they could work with it they could do it in basketball the women play with the smaller ball than the guys do because their hands are smaller they made that accommodation and nobody seems to give a damn and it doesn't seem to adversely affect anybody and i don't think the air in or out of the ball is going to adversely affect anybody yet here tom brady's going to uh, at least for right now, is going to serve a four-game suspension, which is asinine, and the Dallas Cowboys are all into it. Guess who plays game number four <laughs> in that Dallas schedule? Cowboys. The fourth game of the season features the Dallas Cowboys and the New England Patriots. If yeah. the Cowboys are to have a chance, unless they trade Tony Romo to, to the Patriots and let him play <laughs> for the other team, <laughs> um, they, 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 they'd, much rather, they'd much rather see the backup than Tom Brady. You know, he's got them four Super Bowl rings. He now needs one for the thumb, you know. Uh, but uh, but that's where they are, and I I think that's asinine, Mark. And I uh, you know, I just think they're it, it, where is the common sense in this deal? Okay, yeah, you screwed up, man. You lied and you did all that crap, and you know, bring Giselle by. Let me slap her on the ass as she walks by. We'll call it a day. I mean, that's just it's a, 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 a How does the punishment fit the crime here? Yeah, four games for lying? Holy crap. You call a guy in the NFL lying. Let me go back to this. Jets defense 43 miles an hour and has a, a four-game suspension for smoking weed. You know what I mean? This guy's going to continue to play. Uh, Gallette uh, just got signed with the Washington Redskins, a team most racially insensitive name. I mean, God. It, they, they might as well put a frickin' uh, uh, Confederate flag on the other side, have the red skin on one side and and the Confederate flag and play Dixie when they come out. It, it's a racist thing, and yet they're worried about Tom Brady and his balls. You know, leave Brady's balls alone, man. Let, 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 let it be.
And I, okay. I think they've, I think they've, they've just really made a terrible, terrible mistake, Mark, for no particularly good reason. If, if it made sense, you know, I, I mean, does it make sense to you? Okay, if you think these guys have an advantage with that ball, play with that ball. You just go right ahead. We'll leave it out there. You know, but they they give twelve balls to each team, and they're making all this rigmarole and everything. And really, you don't have better things to do. How about if you have a seminar for these kids that are coming into the league, that are dirt poor, that come out of this uh, oppressive system in college, uh, and and now all of a sudden you're multimillionaires. Russell Wilson has sixty million dollars guaranteed, eighty-seven million dollar four-year contract. Mark sixty million of of it's guaranteed. You know, Russell Wilson was not rich when he came, when when he came through college and and ended up at Wisconsin and and uh, did, did the Arkansas Wisconsin thing or vice versa and comes into the NFL and now he's got this this mega money and guys don't know what to do with it so a guy buys a Bentley you don't buy a Bentley to go fifty five miles an hour in it you buy a Bentley to go one hundred and forty three and run you know what I mean so maybe they can maybe they can take some of their efforts that they're putting in and all the legalese and all the crap they're doing. To say, hey, you know what? Let's let's educate these guys on what to do with their money. Let's have some fun. Let Warren Buffett run it for them, and have some fun where you guys give us some of your money, and we'll invest it for you. So we don't have guys that are starving. We don't have homeless ex NFL players living in cardboard freaking boxes. You know what I mean? And leave the balls alone. Leave Brady and his balls to be. It's a, it's stupid. It did not win them the Super Bowl. It had no effect in the game. They got caught doing it, and everybody should be able to do it. That would end the the controversy. That would end the problem. It's, try it for a year. Let the, to, to get the data. Let the, all the teams fill up them balls however much or little you want, air pressure, and let's see how it affects our game. Okay, if they make the game better, isn't that the the what they're after with all these rules and all this crap that they're going through to make offenses work better? They want scoring up. Okay, let guys have the best feel that they feel for the ball. Two quarterbacks on the same team might not, not, not want it the same way. If a second-string quarterback has to go in, hey, I don't like the ball quite that firm. Okay, good. Well, here's one with only nine pounds of air pressure in it instead of 12. You know, okay, good. What's the difference? And there, there is no discernible difference. So anyway, uh, the, 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 the NFL and, and well, I guess a little. I, I don't feel good in that. Honest to God, Mark, that seems like such a logical argument. We should have doctors. Uh, I mean, not Dr. Spock. Well, maybe Dr. Spock, too. Yeah. Mr. Spock explaining this. Okay, here's the ball. <laughs> this guy's going to touch it every play or virtually every play. And. It feels better in his hands here than here. It, it works better. It makes for a better pass. It makes for better efficiency, even if it's just psychological, it, it, which I think most of it is, even if it's just psychological. Okay, well, he, feel, he feels better about himself. Good. Isn't that what we all want? You talked about Minnesota and the kid kid got hurt on the playgrounds so and now he can't have playground equipment. Okay, we want everybody to be, be, be uh, okay. All right, and let the damn football players be okay. Some of them are dying for us to have played this game that we like to watch and that you people like to roll billions and billions of dollars. This new contract, uh, the TV contract that comes in in 2016, we haven't given a lot of press to that, Mark. It's going to be a game changer because there's going to be so much more money available because of this contract. 
that the pay scale is going to go up. The the minimum, uh, the free agents are going to cash in a lot more. Uh, same way with basketball. So, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's all money driven, but there are game changers. There are absolute paradigm changers. And most of it is, is related to money. And it's about putting the best product out on the field. Okay. Well, if your best product is Tom Brady with the ball with nine pounds of air pressure in it, as opposed to the 13 or 12. Okay. Why do you care? You've made your game better, and, and and nobody's nobody's the worst for it. Nobody's cheated. Nobody's taken steroids or or done any of these things that they can do. They're not stealing signs. They're not, you know, guys put the put the paper in front of the coaches have to put the paper in front of their mouths. So they, they're afraid that somebody across the way is adept enough at at reading lips that they have to hide what the hell they're saying with some piece of paper. Okay, really, and they, that that we can that we can have. We, we're they're still afraid. Like teams still have guys that can read lips over there. Now that now that everybody's hiding their faces, you don't have the guy on that sideline that can read lips. So you don't know what the hell they're calling. And you could listen to the guy. You could have you ever stood on a sideline to listen to a coach call plays? Z X Y right. Three, you know, I mean, they go through more stuff than it would take to launch a nuclear attack and to call a simple running playoff tackle anymore. They call the, the blocking assignments and the this and the that, and then they can they can uh, opt out at the line and, and audible and do all this kind of stuff. And still they have to put the paper over their mouths so somebody can't read their lips from all the way across the field. Uh, but but we can't adjust the the air pressure in the balls to the liking of the quarterback. So well, it's stupid, well, Mark. It well, is absolutely stupid. Totally, totally agree with you on that one. You know, I mean, I mean, when Good. this first, you know, when this first came out, and you know, and the bleeding hearts are, oh, he didn't play with the red balls. Like you lost by forty points. It's not the ball. It's your players. Stop blaming. That's the right. <laughs> you guys just didn't show up. That's the only reason you lost that game. I don't care if it was, you know, like you. It could have been a frisbee, and you still would have lost by forty points. Yeah. That's so right. yeah, you know, <laughs> you know. I mean, this is a whole. Let's get off the topic and see how much press we can get. Is like, no, no. Yeah. yeah, and it's bad press, and it's not like they need more bad press, Mark. And here's yeah. another thing. <laughs> Guys that play defense, guys that are defensive backs, damn, they're all started. Nobody ever wants to play D-back. When you get little kids, they all want to be quarterbacks or wide receivers or running backs. That's it. You have to kind of force them into the other positions. It's a rare occasion when a kid comes along and wants to play offensive lineman. You you become an offensive guard. You don't start out as an offensive guard, okay? They, you're big and fat and slow and stand over there and keep that guy from hitting our quarterback. And that's how, that's how it starts. And then they get in shape. You know what I mean? So nobody comes in and says, I want to be a defensive back. Wow. You're really fast, but you have hands of stone, you know? Uh, So you're now a defensive back. Well, if it makes, if the inflation of the ball makes it easier to catch guys that don't have decent hands in the first place, are probably going to have a bigger advantage from that than guys that are used to catching the ball on the receiver side. So there is an advantage to the defense from from facing somebody that's playing. If if that advantage is real, the the advantage is equal to the guys that have access to that ball once it's thrown. Here it comes. Now we both have. Well, if it's fully inflated, it's going to bounce. On. 
off my hands and, and go up into the over there by the photographers. If it's underinflated a little bit, I have a chance of snagging it as an interception, turning this game around. And uh, that that is the reality of the situation. You have guys with lesser ability to catch a ball that now have a ball that's easier to catch. Okay, they have a bigger advantage than those that are able to catch a ball regardless of what uh, what. what inflation it is in the first place so um you know again uh the nfl has not uh has not done itself any any uh, uh favors and now you've got a guy here, here the there there are the big news nfl wise today Jameis winston uh has been anointed the number one uh, uh quarterback for tampa bay this year and we'll uh we'll start the season this is a guy who stuffs crab legs down his pants and and uh didn't didn't go to bill cosby's lengths but uh eventually uh, i mean uh, you know if nothing else man the guy broke one of the ten commandments he was he was that, that's called adultery when you're diddling somebody that's not your wife that's i mean that's the base definition of that and so you've got a guy like Jameis winston who has time and time again proven not to be a good decision maker that you put your entire franchise and all that on this guy. And, all right, Jameis Winston's the number one quarterback. Oh, forget about that other stuff. We don't want to talk about that other stuff. We don't want to talk about him being a thief. We don't want to talk about him getting money. We don't want to talk about him doing blah, 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 blah. We don't want to talk about the football part. Well, you know, the football part is played by human beings. And we, we look at that human frailty and we, we think these guys are stars and we want to break them down a little bit, I guess. It's human nature to want to bring them down, down to our level. You know, that's why uh, uh, David hit Goliath with the rock. Come down here where I can talk to you better. So, you know, I mean, it's just, I, I think it's just that thing. But NFL, uh, uh, for as much of an absolute gold mine filled with diamonds and, and, and other uh, exo- exotic, valuable things, uh, they have a one-horse parade. You know, I mean, honestly, God, Jameis Winston is your better story than, hey, listen, we thought about it. And, you know, we're going to do we're going to take this opportunity. Maybe Tom Brady's discovered something. Maybe Tom Brady has run across something that's going to help. That's going to be a game changer. Um, You know, we have this data now. Hey, look, look how much better quarterback. He's got four Super Bowl rings because he sucked some of the air out of the balls. Well, let's let everybody suck some of the air out of the balls and, and have a better product. And they don't do that. And, uh, you know, we I, I did get off the subject to uh, talk about game changers nah. with the safer barrier, Mark. It has been an absolute game changer in, in uh, uh, stock car racing, which is obviously my number one sport. Um, second only to pro bowl riding, uh, it, it, you know, on, on my one and two deal. They're, they're, they're very neck and neck in that race for my heart. But um, guys are able to make moves. Guys are more willing to make moves because they – you know, Richard Petty used to run, they called the Petty High Groove. And they asked Richard Petty, why do you run up there? You run so much more distance than everybody else does down low. And Richard Petty was very succinct in saying, it's that wall. He says, when I run up next to that wall, if I hit it, I scrape the paint off the right side of my car, and I go to the pits and tell them, hey, I'm sorry, I screwed up. He said, if I'm running down on that low groove and somebody I get turned up into that wall, he says, they take me away in an ambulance. There's a difference. This wall has made a difference. It has let guys run on the bottom to get turned into that wall to walk away with nothing more than a damaged race car. And so it has changed the game. What Dean Sicking invented, what Dean Sicking came up with, Dr. Dean Sicking, now at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, has saved lives, but it has changed the sport and has changed the sport for the better. Guys know they're not going to – it's not a, a, a career-ender. It's not a, a life-threatening deal to hit that damn wall now. 
that 200 miles an hour mark. And uh, I've been, I've been on the other side of that wall. And I'm telling you right now, I have had, I have been in physical contact with that wall, not three feet away from a car going 180 miles an hour that hit that wall. And I never felt so much as a wiggle. I never felt anything that was discernible to my body that said something that weighs 3,500 pounds just hit that wall less than three feet from you. And here you are standing, still taking pictures. I never skipped a beat. I never thought a thing about it. So um, I happen to be working with Dr. Sicking on something that's going to be a game changer, going to be a life changer. And uh, one of the most unique, cool individuals I've ever met, Mark. But uh, I will update you guys more on on what we're doing. But uh, you talk about saving lives. I mean, you think of how many... How many lives have been saved on stock car tracks across uh, across the world? Uh, IndyCar, Formula One, and, and NASCAR got his invention. University of Nebraska let them have the rights to it, simply for the mentions. And so we're gonna we're gonna pay some of that freight right now. Uh, Doctor Dean Sicking deserves a, a medal of freedom. He deserves every medal we've got because he saved some lives. He's the guy's working on the on the the barriers, the uh, uh, guardrails. Uh, so people will quit impaling and cutting their legs off and whatever, hitting them on the front end. And yeah, that's what this guy's life is. But he came up with something that uh, that made stock car racing better. NASCAR I, NASCAR said, okay, we we take that and we're going to run with it. And it's not everywhere, and I believe it should be and it will be in the not-too-distant future, Mark. And the NFL has that opportunity with this situation. Take a bad situation, Dale Earnhardt. Senior dying, hitting that damn wall. If if he'd hit the wall, uh, if he did a safer barrier instead of the outside wall at Daytona, Dale Earnhardt Senior would still be with us today, <clears throat> unless he got killed doing something else because he wouldn't have got killed in that wreck. So NASCAR took a bad situation and, and made something positive out of it, made something good out of it. The NFL could take this bad situation. Okay, Brady broke the rules. Yeah, I, I agree. The rule was on the book, and if they broke it and they did it knowingly or whatever, you know, okay. It's a rule. You don't like the rule, change the rule. Don't just disregard the rule. That that, that punishment, I understand. But the NFL could say we can, we can take this and learn from it and have a better product on the field, and they've chosen not to do that. So, uh, By the way, uh, the Special Olympics World Games are going on in Los Angeles uh, right now. Uh, Michelle Obama opened up the games for them, and what a tremendous thing. You talk about people just playing for the love of the game. You always hear people say, well, this guy'd play for nothing. Well, these people are playing for nothing. And and to see the pure joy of competition with them, uh, if you haven't watched, it's on ESPN. And if you haven't watched the, the Special Olympics and seeing just the pure, absolute joy of not, not winning. <laughs> winning, winning is secondary to competing, to these people actually getting a chance to compete and to do the things that we all kind of take for granted. And it's incredible. Uh, to watch. So if you get a chance, it's the Special Olympics and it's on ESPN and I think it's on uh, uh, for the next couple of days. I think it ends uh, Sunday. So all right. anyway, uh, you know, uh, all right, we're going to we're going to hit the road, huh? Uh, the Junior Seau's family uh, will not be given the speech at the Hall of Fame. They have a longstanding uh, uh, rule against anybody uh, doing that. So I think that's going to be in the news. Uh, Mark, I think it's uh, unfortunate. This is trade deadline day. And so, uh, Major League Baseball, whole bunch of teams buying uh, uh, expensive, uh, gutting their, their their farm system or whatever to to hopefully get that one guy that puts them over the top. Uh, not going to be successful for most of them. So, uh, other than that, Mark, uh, we've got again the Vegas Lions. If you're interested in playing uh, pro football, 
get hold of the Vegas Lions, you can call Jeff Belknap. Uh, you can go online. Uh, the, uh, the combine is August 9th, and uh, we will be out there for that. And I guess that's about it, buddy. So uh, uh, anything, uh, anything you want to leave us with other than the dead lion in Zimbabwe? All the body parts that he could have bought. <laughs> We're not buying body parts. I have too many freaking body parts already. You know, yes, you do. <laughs> I can I can afford to lose a couple. I, you can use me uh, for, for research. So, all right, man. Uh, right. I guess that's about it, folks. We thank you for listening. Uh, for all of us here at Good Sports, thanks. And until next week, uh, with Mark Anthony, I'm Rick Rosen. You've been listening to Good Sports. Bye bye. <laughs>